Brought to you by Mountaineer fans, for Mountaineer fans, the Country Road Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into Season 5, Episode 135 of the Country Roads Webcast. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz. And here today, we are going to review and react to West Virginia's 65-7 victory over the Towson Tigers to give the West Virginia Mountaineers their first win of the 2022 football season and their first win as a football program in nearly 300 days as they had lost the bowl game, you know, to end last season, losing the first two games this year. So it's been a long time, and it's good for the team to get the taste of victory in their mouths and, you know, get the taste of loss out. And for the fan base as well, I think we are really enjoying this. And especially when you come out and you do it this way, you know, a team that you're expected to beat, but you come out and you never leave any doubt aside from the opening few minutes there when they answered West Virginia's first touchdown with a kick return touchdown of their own. But no other points other than that, so the defense doesn't give up any points. The offense continues to perform, I think, not only to our expectations of when we landed, you know, JT Daniels and Graham Harrell as well, but even more so than that, I think it has kind of exceeded those expectations as what we had with this offense because we thought maybe it would take some time to gel, but it's really looking like a well-oiled machine so far through three games and um, very impressive effort there. And hopefully the defense, you know, with a little bit of a tune-up game there and, you know, ability to build some confidence, hopefully they can com- improve throughout the rest of the season and help West Virginia because they've got a big one coming up this week on a short week against Virginia Tech. But that being said, as you can see, just me here for this one. I'm going to try and keep it brief. I know the, some of you guys probably got a chance to turn into our live post-game reaction show. Stephen and Bradley were there. Uh, also, Mountaineer Paul joined us. Really appreciative of him for doing so. He's a great uh, Mountaineer fan and insider and really knows his stuff about the program. So you'll see him uh, from time to time, not only with us, but also you know on the West Virginia Mountaineers channel by himself. And I think he's getting his own YouTube channel up as well. So look for Mountaineer Paul there and then – I think he's going to join us Thursday for the Virginia Tech post game as well. So immediately following the game, check out the Voice of College football channel and the West Virginia Mountaineers Voice of College football channel. Subscribe to those for our immediate thoughts. Of course, you didn't see me there. Had to be in my cousin's wedding this weekend, so I didn't get to watch the game, listen to uh, Tony for most of it, and then 
just recently today rewatched the game. So I figured after the rewatch, jot down a few notes and uh, give our little review and reaction podcast episode out to you guys here on Monday. And then later this week, we will drop season five, episode 136, where we will get into our preview and predictions for the Virginia Tech game and the uh, VPI rivalry as it is VPI hate week now, right? So um, always good to uh, see that and uh, we're excited for that. But in the meantime, let's talk about this 65-7 to win that the Mountaineers had over Towson. Some things that I really wrote jotted down, um, some, you know, pregame, some, you know, throughout the game as I rewatched it today. But the one that really stuck out to me, I think we heard Neil Brown say in this press conference they wanted to look at where they were playing some guys at linebacker. And that really made my ears perk up. And I wanted to know what he was talking about and what kind of movement we may see at that position. Didn't know, um, but the middle stays the same. You keep Lee Coba there. Um, you saw Caden Bowser get action there later in the game in the middle there, and Tyreek Austin Cave a little bit as well. And So those look like they're going to remain the same. But your other spots there, those being your wheel linebacker spot, and, of course, Bandit. Bandit staying the same seems um, with Jared Bartlett and Nell Carr there. They've been playing well this season. What's your band? It's more of your hybrid defensive end linebacker spot. And then, you know, your two main linebacker spots are the Mike and the Will linebacker. The Will linebacker being the weak side linebacker. Eggsry Lowe got the start there, and he's played well there this season. But he had been splitting time last season with Lance Dixon, and then Lance Dixon had taken over the starting role this season. And Eggsry Lowe and him um, kind of shared time there a little bit at that spot. But with the change here, Eggsry Lowe moves in into the starting role against Towson at the wheel linebacker spot. And his backup actually coming over from the spear spot is Jasir Cox. Jasir Cox was a linebacker at North Dakota State. West Virginia recruited to play spear safety, which the spear safety position, you know, just known as the spear position commonly for West Virginia, is a hybrid position that kind of in effect, acts as a nickel corner at times, but then is also asked to play in the box as a linebacker at times. And the position is um, technically counted as one of West Virginia's safety positions, along with the free and cat, is the spear. So uh, Jasir Cox had been playing that for the Mountaineers, but moves to wheel linebacker. So it looks like him and Exry Lowe going to be your wheel linebackers there on the weak side for the time uh, being, you know, moving forward for this defense. And then in turn at spear, Davis Mallinger, who had been splitting time there with Jasir Cox, you know, remains there at Spear. This was the most interesting of the moves at linebacker to me, and that's kind of why I wanted to wait and save this one for last, and that's Lance Dixon moving from Will linebacker to Spear and gets the start for the Mountaineers there in this game against Towson. And that's interesting to me because Lance Dixon, coming out of high school, really highly regarded, highly rated recruit, I believe five-star on summer services, top 10 linebacker in the country, if I'm not mistaken, in his class, but went to Penn State and played, you know, middle linebacker, inside linebacker, uh, came to West Virginia. You know, some people kind of figured maybe he'll be there, but no, they uh, put him, you know, outside on the wheel linebacker spot, the weak linebacker, and that's where he had been through last season and through the first couple games of this season. But then the Mountaineers, as I said, decided to shift it up and, you know, defense wasn't really performing too well in the first two games to try to make some changes. And one of the things that they do is they move Lance Dixon to the spear position, which I said is interesting because he has been, you know, inside linebacker and just traditional linebacker. 
And the spear for the Mountaineers is more of a hybrid type position that can, you know, in effect as act as a nickel corner and is technically considered one of the safeties. So um, having Lance Dixon there, very interesting. We'll see how that plays out moving forward this season. And you're going to see a good split there between him and Davis Mallinger, though. Davis Mallinger a lot faster. You know, Lance Dixon, you know, good to be in there and can get in the box in heavy packages and stuff. So you kind of got each type of body there. You got Mallinger, who's more of a corner safety type, and then Dixon, who's more of a speedy linebacker type. So two different bodies there at Spear, and I like that. And then Jasir Cox at Will Linebacker, maybe he's more comfortable there because he did play linebacker at um, North Dakota State. So maybe better fitted there than Spear they'd been playing him at. So that's just one of the things I definitely wanted to touch on here in our Towson review and reaction. And then going through, the and when I rewatched the game, I jotted down some brief notes as well. Um, I think that the thing is the outside zone run play has to improve. That's one thing I noticed. I know I talked about it briefly here on the show uh, before. We've had, been having great success with the inside zone and, you know, with the inside zone split specifically when you got that tight end, either Palende or uh, Michael Laughlin lined up in that H-back type role and at the snap splitting across and getting the backside there and then inside zone uh, for the backs. And we've had great success with that. But outside zone has really been a struggle. It seems like every time we've tried to run it, there's been – it's either been a loss or no gain or, you know, just bad result. The the one good time I can think of it was J- when Jalen Anderson finally got into the game, which we finally did get a Jalen Anderson sighting. That was good to see, and he actually looked pretty good. So not too, not too shabby there. West Virginia's running back room looking good. But he did have the lone good carry I've seen on the outside zone so far this season. So, But I think the Mountaineers really need to continue to work on that, and hopefully they do because you can't just be a one-trick pony in the run game. I know through – Three games, West Virginia has ran the ball really well, over 100 in both the first two games, and then over 300 yards rushing in this one. So I think they've done a good job running the football, but people are going to know that they're really good at inside zone, and they're going to know what to expect. So got to have something else in the bag of tricks there, and hopefully they continue to improve the outside zone. And I think that would be a good way to um, continue to develop this offense as people, you know, find out your strengths and try and, you know, take those away from you as the season progresses. We're going to see that, so – good just for development of the offense, which has been really successful thus far. And then uh, the goal line fade, touchdown to Bryce Ford Wheaton. Amazing catch, and I don't know how that was overturned. That's just one of the things I jotted down because when you watch the catch, he catches it, comes down, his toe hits inbounds, then the heel comes out of bounds. But I thought it was whatever hit first. So does it have to be a complete foot inbounds, I guess? I don't, I'm not sure. I know in the NFL you can just tap the toes and it counts, so – not sure why that was overturned, if that's the case in college as well, but don't know the rule. But as far as what came down first, it was 100% his toe in bounds. But either way, awesome catch by BFW, and that goal line fade is going to be a weapon for the Mountaineers this season. And, uh, you know, the starters, you know, didn't see too much action from BFW in this one compared to what you seen in the first two games. And they were quick to pull JT Daniels as well. I think, you know, very smart, smartly as, you know, you got a rivalry game coming up on a short week. And, you know, you want to get those guys as much rest as possible and, of course, not risk injury. So pulled JT Daniels, you know, midway through the second quarter. And uh, once West Virginia got up by, you know, 30 or whatever it was at the time, and then, you know, pulled the other starters in the second half as well. And you got to see a lot of the young Mountaineers get into the action, and that's one of the best things that you got to see from this game. Um, what else do we have here that I jot down? Oh, yes. One of the things I liked here was in the second quarter, I think the starters were still in at this point. Um or maybe Garrett Green. I'm not sure. I think the starters were still in though, but uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. But 
they came out in that heavy formation that West Virginia usually has used has used the past couple seasons in short yardage. Well, they'll bring in an extra blocker, extra tight end, and they'll kind of run that misdirection handoff where the quarterback turns one way, but then completely comes around the other way and hands it to the back on that side. And that's kind of been West Virginia's short yardage money play in recent seasons. And they came out in that same formation and gave that, gave that same look on that same handoff. And there was only two people out on the route, but uh, gave that same look on that same handoff after they'd already shown it to Towson a few times earlier in the game. And it was, you know, to begin a drive on a first down. But off of that, it was a play action and hit Sam James on a deep post route. And I really liked that and hope the Mountaineers can, you know, continue to try and utilize that to mix up things um, because they know they do have these power run packages. And, you know, they show them like that and show a heavy formation and hit somebody with play action. And I think that just goes to show if West Virginia continue to have success that they've had through these first three games, run the ball throughout the season this offense is really, I mean, going to be nearly unstoppable because you're going to open up the play action and just in turns, just each feeding each other. And we haven't seen that in the Neil Brown era up until this season. You know, West Virginia had had few and far between 100-yard rushing games this season. They've done it every game so far. So hopefully that continues to be a trend. I think West Virginia's got good backs and the offensive line appears to be good in run blocking for the most part. Like I said, got to work on the outside zone, but inside zone they appear to be masters at. Uh, a lot of credit to there go probably to Zach Frazier there at center. But um, then also I think a nice sequence for Garrett Green. Once he got into the game, he looked good. And then specifically the sequence that I jotted down that I really thought was great for him was in the, to start the second half. He had a 31-yard pass to Cortez Braham, hit him just on a curl, you know, right in rhythm, great throw, put it right in between the numbers. Braham turned upfield, broke a tackle or two, turned it into a 31-yard gain down to the 11-yard line. Then followed that up with a de- designed and a good call to quarterback draw by Graham Harrell and Garrett Green just too quick for that FCS defense. Runs it in for an 11-yard touchdown run. And I really liked what I seen from Garrett Green. And I, I think you could say that about all the quarterbacks you saw. Goose Crowder, you know, I think the commentator said, you know, he looks similar to JT Daniels, and he does. Their body types are very similar, both about 6'2", 220, and both really good at throwing the football, it, it appears to be. And I think Gr- Goose has a good arm. And then, of course, what we, who we all believe to be the future of the program, Nico Marchio, gets in there, leads a great drive, makes some great decisions, and then a beautifully thrown ball for an excellent catch by Preston Fox for each of those guys' first career touchdowns. So that's awesome for the future Mountaineer football to get to see that. And I think we're all excited about Nico and really loved what we saw in West Virginia's quarterback room. Really talented, you know, the most talented the West Virginia's had in some time, I think you could say, depth-wise you know, across the board. So who knows if West Virginia will be able to hang on to all four of those guys. But right now they really have a deep and talented quarterback room, it appears, and the future could be bright, you know, even beyond JT Daniels, which you can't be thankful for enough, right, three games through this season. And uh, he's really been excellent, as has the Mountaineer offense as a whole for the most part. That being said, got to talk about some cons, and the one con for me I think continues to be just some weird penalties. And to me, it's like, especially delay of games. Like we've been getting a abnormal, abnormally excessive delay of game calls. It appears like through the first three games of the season. And I don't know on the Towson game on the rewatch, I felt like I just was seeing them left and right. So I don't know what's up with that, but hopefully we can nip that in the bud. That's, you know, a coaching slash discipline thing. And that's, you know, why people have kind of been on Neil Brown and, Hopefully he's writing the ship now and they're turning a corner. You know, you got to cross your fingers and hope, but we're really going to find out a lot over these next couple weeks as far as that. And then, you know, 
Another thing that's plagued West Virginia has been in short yardage situations or goal to go situations. They've been setting up to go for it and boom, you know, false start penalty. And that reared its head again in this game. And I jotted that down. You know, it didn't end up hurting them because they ended up throwing the touchdown to Jeremiah Aaron, you know, I think on the next play. But still, that's just one of those, you know, discipline things that you got to nip in the bud if you want to be successful as the season continues. But speaking of Jeremiah Aaron, definitely wanted to point him out. If you've been following our show throughout the offseason, you know that's a guy that I've been very excited about since he signed with the Mountaineers on signing day. I think he's a guy that can be explosive for the Mountaineers. And now that it seems that he's fully recovered from the injury he sustained in uh, fall camp, I think that he can really be a contributor for the Mountaineers and can do some explosive things for them throughout the season. So be on the lookout for that, especially, you know, it looks like he's going to be the Mountaineers kick returner as well. So could be a weapon there. Two, and then in turn, the other junior college receiver, Cortez Braham, the Mountaineers added. He's a little bit taller, uh, lankier type guy, but I really liked what I saw from him uh, coming in there in the second quarter on pretty much. I think he actually led the Mountaineers in receptions in this game and really looked good with what you saw from him. So the depth behind, you know, the top three, hopefully some of those guys are starting to step up with both those junior college guys who I thought performed well, Cortez Braham and Jeremiah Aaron. And then, of course, as I mentioned, Preston Fox, a fan favorite with a touchdown catch. Reese Smith with an excellent catch, you know, on the sideline there on that one. And he did some good things. So receiving core, I think, you know, stock is rising right now for them as we continue to progress throughout the season. And then flipping it over on the other side, defensively. Well, before I do that, you know, special teams, I thought pretty decent for the most part, minus, you know, the kick return and a missed extra point. The one good thing I did like, you know, they nearly had a punt block in there. Should have probably had it on that. But the one thing I really did like is later in the game, we had Preston Fox in at punt returner. And I know Reese Smith, you know, he didn't, he, he handled the ball well today. You know, he muffed the one that really cost you against Kansas, but he handled it well today. But I thought Preston Fox really looked good in his limited action there. I think he had, was a 20 some yard return and he had a guy on him when he caught it. And not only did he secure the catch, but made that first guy miss. And that's, you know, the key to punt return, you got to make that, you know, first wave, you know, guy or two miss and then find that lane. And he did it. He hit that lane. And, you know, if that guy does an ankle tackle him, he may have ran that back. And that would have been the first punt return the Mountaineers have had in, you know, over a decade. I think the last one was 2011 or 2012. So um, that would have been big. But I think just judging by that, Preston Fox should be the primary punt returner going moving forward throughout the season, in my opinion. And we'll see how that turns out. But um, flipping it over to the defense, like I said, I'm going to keep it brief, try and wrap it up here momentarily. But defensively, I think you did what you were supposed to do and how you wanted to see this team bounce back. They give up zero points. I think while the first string defense was in, they gave up zero rushing yards to Towson, who probably tried to mimic, mimic some things that Kansas did and with their mobile quarterback as well. And so West Virginia, I think, hopefully learned – from some of their mistakes and their misfits in the run game that they really struggled with against Kansas. And we will find that out further because they're definitely going to be tested. Like I said, short week coming up in Virginia Tech is a team that's going to rely on the run and do some things in the run game involving the quarterback. And uh, they've got a multitude of ways to attack you in the run game, and that's what they want to do. So we'll see if that carries over. But in this one, it certainly did, and they certainly bounced back and handled the run well. I loved what you saw from you know Dante Steeles, Jordan Jefferson, Sean Martin making his first career start played well. I think Jordan Jefferson's performance so far this season is being a bit unheralded. He's really been great. They said, you know, even against Kansas, the things they were doing, they were running away from Jordan Jefferson. So I think he can be a force. 
and you know Dante steals and the attention he draws opens up some things for Jordan Jefferson as well. So, and then you know getting to see some of the young guys in there was great as well on that back end. And you know I know it's Towson, but they look they looked better in the back end with you know some of the things they've been doing there. And I think hopefully some of these uh, newer guys are settling in these new pieces. The Marcus the Marcus Floyd's the Hershey McLaurins, uh, you know even Mumu Ben Wahad and uh, Jacoby Spells when he's going to be counted on to play as well. And so hopefully the back end's really, you know, begin to settle down. The one thing that I'm trying to look to to remain positive there is I think if you look back to even last season, you know, Charles Woods, who we all love, all Big 12 first-team guy, you know, a guy that we really thought was going to be a superstar this season. And hopefully he can come back at some point. You know, he had ankle surgery, so he's out indefinitely. But maybe latter part of the season we'll get to see him again. But he didn't really come on until, you know, a little bit, you know, four games on, you know, a quarter of the way season through, then, you know, from midway season on really dominated towards the end of the season. So being a guy coming from the FCS, it may take a few games to get adjusted. And maybe that's why West Virginia was exposed a little bit in the back end in those first two games, you know, just trying to look at a silver lining and remain positive because a lot of West Virginia's guys are, you know, junior college and FCS. But I think you're seeing – glimpses of a couple of those guys being able to step up particularly for me when we're talking safety I think Marcus Floyd is really starting to look good at the cat safety and I think Hershey McLaurin's come on at free safety as well you know the junior college transfer so I think you may be seeing more of both those guys at free and cat and then behind them I think Aubrey Burks looks good at free you know before his injury so I think you got two good ones there at free and then if Mumu Ben Wahad can come on at cat safety I think you got a good 2D for both those safety spots and then at corner, like I said, getting Charles Woods back would be great. We don't know when that's going to happen, but hopefully Wesley McCormick continues to improve. We saw him play most of this game, and he looked uh, better. And then Rashad Ajayi, I think, has gotten a bit of a bad rap. I think he's been, um, you know, average to above average for West Virginia. You know, he's been serviceable there on that other side. And I think, you know, if Charles Woods was there, you know, people wouldn't be saying, you know, so so much about that. But I think I'd like to see a little bit more Jacoby Spells get in the action as the season progresses. And I think you will, like I said, moving forward. But I think that's what we can hope for West Virginia is that this secondary settles in as the season moves along. And the positive note about that uh, to think about is the good thing is the next two to three teams West Virginia will play are probably going to lean a little bit more run heavy. We know Virginia Tech will. We know Baylor tends to with that RVO, Jeff Grimes, reliable, violent offense. And then in between that, you have Texas. And Steve Sarkeesian really going to rely on the run game some as well, probably especially with Quinn Ewers being out. They'll probably try and use some quarterback run game stuff even. But they've got Bijan Robinson. They've got Roshan Johnson. And they've got good backs. So the next three teams West Virginia plays probably going to be more run heavy, not to say they're not going to be tested through the air in those matchups as well, off of play action and things like that. But this secondary, you know, should have, uh, some time to settle in, especially with the bye week sandwiched in between those Texas and Baylor games. So hopefully the West Virginia secondary can get to the spot that it needs to be when West Virginia plays, you know, some more pass heavy attacks later in the season. So we'll see how that secondary continues to progress. But all in all, the Mountaineers do what they're supposed to do, come out, take care of business, get the win that we all needed, that, you know, Brown needed, that the team needed, the players, and us as fans as well. So, but that'll pretty much wrap it up here for Season 5, Episode 135 here, our Towson Review and Reaction edition of the Country Roads webcast. If you're listening on the audio side, we appreciate you tuning in. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts there, you can find us on any podcast platform. But if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. 
that really helps. And then if you're on YouTube, checking us out on the video side, whether you're on our channel or you're on the WV Sports Now channel, where you can find us there as we are now uh, the official fan-led podcast there on WVSportsNow.com and a part of the Sports Now Network and really thankful and appreciative of those guys. But you can find our podcast episodes on their website and their YouTube page as well. So whether you're watching on our YouTube or their YouTube, hit the like button for us. That'll help this video's performance and help future videos performances as well. And then if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. Helps us, helps you, helps get more of this Mountaineer football content out to Mountaineer Nation. That being said, Virginia Tech preview and predictions episode 136 of the CRW podcast will be releasing probably Tuesday or Wednesday this week with it being a Thursday game. So be on the lookout for that uh, midweek and try and get you prepared and uh, see what we're thinking as the Mountaineers get ready to take on those darn chokies and head down to Blacksburg there. I'll be in attendance. Steven will be in attendance, but we're still going to try and join on the post-game live reaction. And like I said, be on the lookout for that. Bradley be hosting from the home base and probably uh, Mountaineer Paul going to join us again for that one as well. But that being said, in the meantime, just enjoy this victory over the next few days until we get ready to renew the rivalry and hopefully hang on to the Black Diamond Trophy for the foreseeable future. But we'll be back to preview that one in a short time here on the Country Roads webcast. But in the meantime, like I said, thank you for tuning in to Season 5, Episode 135 of the CRW Podcast, our Towson Review and Reaction Show. As always, I'm Jordan Cruz, and until next time, let's go. If you really want to know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those...